0: Welcome, everybody, um, to the Caregiver's Care Jar podcast. My name is Von Foy, the voice brander, and I have my wonderful co-host with me, Miss Christy.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: All right. And uh, as we are always saying that um, we always have an awesome episode, and today's going to be a great episode, Um, I have a special guest, a great friend a great mentor and a, a great co-labor in, in the industry of uh, helping mindsets and heart sets and emotional sets and stuff. I got Miss, Mrs. Jenna Rodriguez is here and she is with Brave Masters is her business and the company and you can find her at bravemasters.com and we'll tell you more about uh, what she has to offer at the end here. But she is a transformational mentor, a growth strategist, and most recently, an emotional scientist. Title.
2: Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Jenna. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Different conversation for me, so <laughs> and probably the same. I don't know. We'll see.
0: I know it's going to we just
2: going to flow with conversation.
0: So yep. um, today, uh, um, for our audience, we always like to say that we are the eyes. Um, i 'm sorry the the mouth and the ears of our our audience mm-hmm. for caregivers abroad, and um, we like to share um, in the whether it 's the challenges, share in the victories uh, and share in the just the journey of our stories, uh, whether you just became a caregiver or you 've been doing this for um, you know thirty plus years uh, it 's all the same. Uh, we feel that we are called uh to be caregivers and uh, you answer the call to that and in different ways and forms uh, everybody has different stories um today's story is super great and unique um, um and i'm gonna allow jenna to jump into it um we were talking a little bit earlier and and her perspective and um is about choice and the choice of caregiving. And sometimes when we talk about, um, in our previous episodes, we talk about making and answering to the call. Uh, and sometimes uh, there's, we don't think we have a choice in answering that call and how to answer that call. And, uh, and Jenna's really going to bring out some different um, aspects and a different perspective um, that probably several of our listeners may be in that we just don't know about it. Um, So we're looking forward uh, to today. So without further ado, I don't think I'm forgetting anything else in the intro. So um, (laughs) Jenna, we're we're just going to dive right in. Please share with us um, about you and your journey um, as a caregiver and uh, the choice and and things that you've made and impact and all of that good stuff.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, I, you know, I mean, I think the cool thing about what you guys talk about is the journey for everyone is different and the choices we make are different. And, um, and I, I just feel like today's conversation is a place to give permission for people to choose, you know, like, I feel like there's, there, there's a need for permission in some way. So, uh, it's just, uh, just kind of what came came through me. Um, so my, my journey is, you know, um, I I've had, you know, it's, ch- uh, you know, it's like I had a childhood that was, that was challenging and it. And my first experience with any form of caretaking was, um, my, let me back up. <laughs> so my, my parents got divorced. Then, um, my mom, you know, we moved into a, re- she moved into a relationship that was highly abusive. Um, it was a lot of domestic violence and alcohol and a, abuse and, and, um, drug abuse and things like that and that lasted for 5 years so i i and at 14 i moved out of that situation i I was like, as a teenager, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I share that is when I moved out and got my Brave On, mm-hmm. um, it actually was a catalyst for my mother to get her Brave On and finally leave that relationship permanently. Uh, and when she did that, what opened up for her was an opportunity um, to move in with our my uh, my great uncle, her uncle, uh, who had polio and lived in a wheelchair for um, 30, uh, it was probably going on 30, 40 years at that point. And so he was elderly, he was getting older and he said, yes, you know, number one, I'm happy to help you have a place to go. Uh, and in return, I, I'm getting older and I, I need a little help. <laughs> he, um, he, uh, so, he did his whole right, I think it was his right side or left side. I can't remember which side right now, but the left side didn't work, right? So, he was in a wheelchair and he could shuffle around with the right foot and, you know, and he was, a, it, what was so cool is he did taxes for the local people you know, in his town. And this was a tiny town, you know, 2,000 people in this town. So she moved up there um, and and lived with him. And I took a sabbatical. I moved out and then I moved back to Houston uh, and lived with my father for a year, but ab- eventually um, led to me moving in with my mom and my great uncle, and you know we were, you know, I was a teenager. I helped where I I could, but I certainly watched the the dynamics and the, you know, kind of the choice that was made, right? And you know, I think this topic, like you said at the beginning, is about choice. Mm-hmm. And my mother made a choice. You know, it helped her. It helped him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he was clear. He's like, I need the help. You know, and and sure enough, when I moved in, you know, I had a commitment. Uh, in favor to him for how, giving us a house to live in uh, and a home to have, you know, our our trade off, if you want to call it, was we help him in his later years, and we did until he died um, in his bedroom, you know. So, uh, and and so that was my first experience, and then. Um, you know, my my mother also, you know, I watched my mom take care of her mom, uh, and I, I was a part of that process s- somewhat. I was in college kind of transitioning into adulthood, and so I wasn't fully involved, but she was passing away from cancer, and, and there were some responsibilities there too. So, um, mm-hmm. and then for my own life, you know, my, my mom is getting, you know, older. She's still fully functioning um, per se, but there's this this question that starts to happen, I believe, when, you know, we're, we're growing up, we're older children of, you know, of, you know, older parents, right? And there's that phase of life where, you know, it starts to look like the opposite, you know, they, you know, our parents raised us and now we're getting back into, oh, now we're about to raise them a little bit, you know, and. Um, and, and so the dynamics between, I think the conversation is that everybody's families and situations have different dynamics. And, um, and I, I know, you know, my mom's still, like I said, uh, in a way, you know, independently living. Uh, however, my brother lives n- just north of her, like above her in the apartment community that they're in. And, you know, and it's getting harder for her to get around. She's got various issues and lifetime of diabetes and, and um, you know, and, and in her 70s now. So uh, there's, there's these challenges that obviously come with just aging Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, you've got your mom that had the stroke and, and, uh, you know, so things can happen. And I feel like what people need to hear first is, um, is that there, and something I had to come to terms with is that it's just because I'm the child isn't the default. It's not a, it's not just like a built in requirement. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like life is about our choices. Life is about freedom of choice, and uh, when we are in dynamics that aren't necessarily healthy, or maybe they're they can be more toxic if you're you know, living together versus having the care, you know, separated, you know, or something like that, or a different family member taking care of someone. It's just all of those different dynamics. And and so for me, um, you know, number one, I, I I did choose to move across the country. She still lives in Texas. So that would obviously put in a challenge in itself. Um, if, if and when, you know, she needs more care. And, um, and I think the, the thing that I started to experience and I, I, went through the guilt, I went through the obligation, I went through the, um, you know, that experience of, I, you know, I, I can't do this or, you know, and, and I, I don't want to have to, and, you know, all these things, it was a lot of emotional challenge for me. Uh, and I reached the point where I was like, hold on a minute, you know, like, what if I get to choose I get to choose how I respond, how I relate to the situation, how I experience the situation. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and if, if, you know, if it's part of my journey uh, then it's a choice versus a, a defaulting obligation of some sort. And, and so I've had to come to terms with I've made a choice. Number one, I don't live close by my brother's there. Um, right now, like I said, she's not in in a position where she has to have someone full time by any means. But there's that chance. That's the that's the possibility, right? Mm-hmm. At some point. And, and so I, I said, like, when we were talking, you know, I mean, I don't know, it was probably a year ago. So, <laughs> it was earlier this year, when you first brought it up, I was like, and you wanted to, you know, have me on the podcast as well. I said, I don't know what I would add, you know, because of my perspective is a little different, you know, and sort and my experience is different. You know, it's like, um, you know, the choices I'm making are, are potentially different. And then you were like, well, maybe that's what people need to hear. Exactly. <laughs> I so,
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> so I don't know if that answers your question. I'm assuming that answers your question, but I, I feel like there's just a bigger conversation e- emotionally Mm -hmm. that we we must move through to be able to be free to choose and um and that's Mm -hmm. what i i offer people is if you're struggling to make um that choice or you feel like you don't have one right you're feeling like um, this is happening to me. I mean, this is true for any adversity. This is true for any challenge. This is true for any anything in our life, right? When we when we're coming from an egoic place and we feel like we're we're being you know victim of the situation, we're in it because we don't have a choice. Therefore, that's what I call victim sh- ship, right? <laughs> Victimship. ship, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're living in the I have to versus I get to. We're living in the this is happening to me instead of this is happening for me. Like you said, the call, right? The call to caretake, um, which I think it can, is absolutely, you know, available for people. And, uh, at the same time, if there's a dynamic that doesn't feel right to you to be the one to caretake, I think giving people the permission to choose not,
0: mm-hmm. I think
2: is really important.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, because, you know, I don't know exactly what my, and my choices might change. That's also available, right? Mm-hmm. Choice can change as, um, as time goes on. And I'm, you know, my mom is still alive. My dad passed away. He didn't even give me the opportunity to take care of him uh, or ask. He he was, he was a prideful man and mm-hmm. he, uh, he was fighting a brain tumor for seven years and my stepmother, you know, certainly took care of him. Um, and uh, you know, then there's then there's situations like his where he chose not to speak to me the last year of his life. I mm-hmm. think out of mostly pride and not wanting his children to take care of him, not wanting his, this is my assumption. I'll have to ask him when I get up there um, <laughs> what the truth is, but uh, like the way he was behaving, it felt like, I don't want you to see me this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had other caretaking he didn't let his children take care of him mm. um, and now that also that also hampered our our relationship in the last year that's not how I wanted it I was communicating and reaching out and he wasn't responding to me and then he passed away so mm. that was his choice and that's the thing I had to come to terms with was he was choosing the best he knew how to choose even mm. though it didn't really feel necessary to make that choice and I can disagree with choices and, you know, and wish it to be different. But um, sometimes we have to respect, I think there's another side. Sometimes a parent wants to choose it differently too. So I had a dad that didn't want his kids anywhere near him.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, right. So,
2: cause he was like, I'm, I can do this myself kind of man. Um, and then my mom is like, I need help, you know, and, and then there's my brother and I, so we, we get to decide for, I believe we should be able to choose for ourselves what's right for the relationship, for the best um, of her, for me, for my family, uh, for, you know, my brother's situation, all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think the moment that we step into the default or the have to, or then we, then we get the other ego tricks that Mm -hmm. I talk about like self judgment, um, resentment, right? Um, you know, you're either you're angry, or there's frustration. I'm like, that's not healthy either. Right? For right. the person that's caretaking or the person that's being cared for. Um, because that energy is adds a level of negativity and mm. isn't healing, you know, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of for me, my perspective has a lot of different, you know, dynamics to it. And, uh, and I think it just all comes down to, if I can help people, number one, show them that there's permission inside of any of these type of situations to choose what's right for them. Um, and maybe that way, when we open our mind to that, then we actually open our mind to solutions and, you know, and ways to yeah. actually be well with the situation or step into the role of caretaker when mm-hmm. you feel the freedom to do so um, versus the opposite.
0: Mm good stuff
2: that was a mouthful
0: i knew it was gonna be good
2: so good what
0: i what i love jenna is um you were saying earlier about you know the permission to choose and and um and you also said like my choice is my change um and Mm -hmm. when we make a choice it opens up so many uh other places to be able to you know, whether it be at peace with your choice, you make a decision. Um, And I love what you were saying also about that, uh, like in your dad's case was he made a choice and, um, you know, you could disagree with it or you could, you know, wonder, you know, why, but it was his choice Mm -hmm. different where there's, you know, currently you, we make choices. Or current, you know, you're making a choice to do this or I'm making a choice. rather than defaulting. So talk a little bit more, um, when you when you, uh, when you mentioned it in our conversation earlier, mm. um, that brings those, uh, the resentment, the self-judgment, and it's like, you know, I have to do this. It's like, I'm the only one or, um, and, you know, we talk about it in other episodes in that answering the call um, that you, yes, we say yes to that and we're gonna take this on, but I, I love the part about the perspective of where it's like, um, I, I choose to do that, all right, because mm-hmm. you can choose not to, and it can be okay to choose not to and to have yeah. a choice of someone else um, caretaking, to have the permission to choose rather yeah. than the default. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, For sure. Um, uh, the like the choice or not, or just defaulting to. And the difference between making a choice rather than defaulting.
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, being the emotional scientist <laughs> that mm-hmm. I am, uh, that's that's the nuances that I look for in any any choice that we make in life, just any way that we behave, any way that we a- approach Um, the way life shows up for us right and the way that we choose to experience life and so you know we're talking about a specific circumstance called caretaking or um, what have you and the bottom line is when you come back to how humans operate Mm -hmm. and we operate either from our higher self and our freedom to choose and be aligned with what's right for us um, or we step into our egoic self, which is our protector. And it's our kind of reptilian mechanism of, of, of you know, preservation and survival. And it's like, I don't want to feel the judgment from someone else. I don't want to feel the negativity from somebody else's, you know, um, perspective. I, I, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's always got the armor on going, if I don't say yes, who am I? If I don't say yes, I must not be enough. If I don't say, I must be a bad daughter, mm-hmm. I, right? And so it's it's always like looking at the choices outside and uh, you know outside of us and and trying to protect us from feeling the pain emotionally of any of that that we have mm-hmm. me, we may have made up about ourselves, mm-hmm. and um, and so you know when. When these circumstances show up for us, like you said, you get to choose to step into the call, like any purpose, like any um, uh, decision, and, and actually you take your power back uh, when you choose versus, oh my gosh, I'm the only one I got to do this and I'm so freaking resentful of the fact, and, but I shouldn't be. Should is another ego trick. The moment you say should, mm-hmm. <laughs> you are, um, uh, what I like to say is, the shoulds are simply an indicator that you aren't being honest about what you really want. Mm. Right. You're not really being honest about what you really want. And then guilt follows the shoulds pretty quickly. So especially as children of parents or, or, you know, in Christie's case, parents of a child, right? Guilt might show up in some way. And guilt is simply uh, an indicator that, or the way I define it is that if I can feel bad enough, then I don't actually take, have to take personal ownership. Mm. If I can feel bad enough, then I don't have to own it and own the choice, whether I said yes or no, own the situation, own that this is showing up in my life for a reason, right? So, all these ego tricks that I, I've, I've compiled 14 of them, and if yes. your audience wants them, I'll make sure they have them. Yeah. Yeah. This relates to everything, not just this, this conversation. It relates to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, whether, I mean, I'm a I I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I work with high performers. I work with moms. I work with, you know, you know, whatever it is, it's like, it doesn't matter. These ego tricks are the way we protect ourselves. And, and it, what it indicates is there's something underneath that we're attached to. And that attachment, especially in this situation can be, I'm a, I'll be a bad, I'll be seen as a bad daughter. If I don't say yes, that's an attachment. That's not freedom. And, uh, and so what else? I mean, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're afraid of judgment of the other family members or the other, or the community or your friends or, you know, outside of you that says you should be doing this. There's the should again, right? Mm -hmm. It's like obligation comes into play. And it's like the first and the first thing we've got to get to is freedom from all of the emotional potent pain potential meaning the um, the suppressed emotions that get triggered by a situation where um these you know these ego tricks get you know start playing out and and so like yeah like i said earlier you know it can show up as a projection um it can show up as you know you know it's like you start judging others for not being around and not being a part of the situation mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. why do i have to do this and you get to Live your life free of not doing this, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. that. Yep. That's a whole pretty cycle that we can jump into, right? It's like, a-
1: oh, I had years of shitting <laughs> on myself. So I get it completely.
2: <laughs> yes, right? Let's just feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and and I think that's when we can get to a different perspective, when we can open up our, um, you know, kind of emotional growth. Mm. then we can start to see it differently. We can start to see, oh, wow, I do have a choice in the matter. And, uh, and I'm also, you know, choosing based on potentially unconscious things that I haven't dealt with, that I haven't healed. Mm. And like I said, that can be, you know, you know, we make up a lot of stuff in our first part of our childhood. We make up, I'm not enough. We make up, I'm not wanted. We make up, I'm not, you know, I'm not good enough. I are, or, or, you know, I'm bad or I'm, you know, mean or all these beliefs that get imprinted. And then we avoid them for the rest of our lives mm. um, unconsciously. And, uh, and so that's part of my work is to help people uncover why are they struggling? What's, why are you struggling with the way your life is? Wow. And why are you struggling to get to where you want to go? It's because there's something that you're attached to that you're not willing to let go of yet um, or that needs to be healed.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so for me and, you know, my situation, you know, my father included all of all of the situations I mentioned, you know, it's like there was, um, there was things I had to do internally and to to grow myself and to get to a place of understanding my behavior and my emotional reactions and why do I feel the way I feel and where's my choice in the matter and where is my responsibility? So mm-hmm. it comes back to personal ownership. Like I said, guilt's a great one, right? If I can feel bad enough, I don't have to own it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to be here. I can just run from it. I can just avoid it. I can just, you know what I mean? It's like, just get away from it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of the angle I come from and hopefully that expanded enough on your question. But, um, you know, I, I just feel like we, we, we're complex human beings that are highly emotional. Um, and we try to think our way out of everything. We try to think, you know, into every choice that we make. And, uh, a lot of times that's not where the choice should be made from. Mm-hmm. And it should be made from where your heart really lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that heart is covered up with a lot of a m- suppressed emotion. Usually, um, especially at our age, <laughs> right? Uh, we've built up a lot of stuff. So we have to unpack that. We have to unpack all that to be, to a, be in a place where we can actually choose freely of what's right for our lives. What's right for them, you know, are those that we might be caring for or, um, and, and, mm-hmm. And being able, being strong enough and brave enough to be able to speak our truth, and I think that's probably the hardest thing I see for any any reason, let alone this one, because this one has a lot of emotional charge. Mm, Right? right. We're supposed to love, and uh, and you and I talked about this. It doesn't mean I don't love them, right? Because I choose a different circumstance. Right? Uh, It has nothing to do with love. That's right. In my book. (laughs) <laughs> that, no,
0: I think that is a strong. Uh, it's a real strong um, message um, because I can I can just imagine like uh, our, our listening audience um, that are you know we we've chosen whether um, whether we're at a place right now and they're hearing this this podcast right now and they're like wow I, I did make some choices based on what I I felt I should have done and um, right or, you know, I felt stuck or I have resentment or I have um whether regrets or you know something like that um so it's kind of like what can i do now you know this is where i'm at what choices can i make now can can there be a shift not that not the same they're going to stop caregiving or anything like that but to get past those those um those, uh, what do you call them, the, um, the, the, the uh, not the attachments, but the triggers the, like that. The those, ego tricks and the, yeah, the emotional. The surprises. tricks. You know, so what would we say to the audience now that like, is like, wow, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I felt I didn't have a choice um, or I chose because I felt that this is, you know, and, and r- rightly so, I and mean, like, like, I don't regret like, um, you know, choosing to watch my mom. There'll be times right. when there, there may be <laughs> things like where, uh, you know, caregivers don't show up or, or family members don't show up. And it's like, yeah. well, wait a minute, what's happening? But what, what can you say, speak to now? Um, like in what choices we can make now and then have the freedom and, and liberty, what kind of things, um, like, how do we deal with those, that? Like resent, let's say resentment.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. First is uh, so first and foremost to any transformation, right. Is self-awareness. And being aware that you feel resentful. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. let me call it. <laughs> You're right. Let me let it's me identify right. how I'm feeling. Because what happens is we think about what we're think- what we're feeling, but we're not identifying the actual feelings underneath. So mm-hmm. it's like we're, you know, we're like I said, we're always in our head and versus dropping down into our heart and mm-hmm. willing to feel what we feel. Mm-hmm. And so the first permission is to even feel what we feel right? And maybe you have to find a person that you can be really, really honest with because the first place to go is to get really honest, you know? And so no, don't walk into your mom and go, I'm, I feel really resentful right now. <laughs> that's not the, that's not necessarily the person to share it with, but, but it is to have, you know, a mentor or someone where, you know, you can have a safe place to go. This is how I feel. And this is what I'm dealing with because then the next step is to identify great Let's find out why you feel that way. Mm. Let's find out what the attachments are, what might be the stories that you're living in, what might be the, re- the relatedness that you're building because we all create our experience. We create our experience of anything that goes on in our life. And this is just one more thing, mm. right? Right. And so you say, like, caretaker, I was just imagining, you know, because I I want people to kind of get out of the caretaker sometimes and go, like, well, how does this relate to how I behave other places? Hmm. Because we're just the common denominator to all of our life situations. Right. And so you were saying, you know, like, the caretaker doesn't show up. Well, guess what? That can happen when an employee doesn't show up and you have to do the job. Right. 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 So it's like, maybe it's not about mom. Maybe it was, oh, I have a client to serve, you know, that right. just being a business owner. Right. Um, or you're volunteering at your kid's PTA, and then, you know, the pe- people that were supposed to help you don't show up. I mean, there's all kinds of situations, right? Mm. And so it's how you respond and to those situations when it doesn't go your way so i would gather as as the the mentor that i am i would be like great how does it's not going your way show up in other areas of your life because i would gather that this isn't the only place right you know what i mean for example So uh, like I said, self-awareness, identifying what your feelings really are, being able to share those honest feelings first with yourself, clearly, but then out loud. Uh, Because I do know that a lot of times, you know, our feelings come with a lot of shame. um, And, you know, you hold on to the, you know, the shoulds again. I shouldn't feel this way. And then you feel guilty about even feeling this way. And it's Mm -hmm. like, hold on a minute. We got to, unpack all of the feelings first to let you get to the point where you're number one free to feel it number two understand why you're feeling it and what do you need it to heal from way back when right it's not even about the current situation uh and so i call this method i actually have a method to it i always have a method Um, it's called the detachment method right i have seven steps to help you figure out what is that attachment that you're so hooked to Um, emotionally, expectation, story, belief, uh, you know, resistance, whatever it is that's causing the attachment that's keeping you trapped in place and emotionally trapped. Um, And then we break that up and we start to unpack that and we start to get honest and we start to get, you know, clear about um, what's really going on underneath Mm -hmm. the surface that has it, has you be in relationship to the circumstance the way you are. Right. And so those are, I know that's a mouthful again, but I, I'm happy to give people these, these tools. Yes. Um, there's a, a link I can give you. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a place first, you know, you've got to do the inner work. You got to do the inner yes. work. Yeah. If yeah. You, and here's the thing, like what you were saying is like, if you want to, you know, it, it's like you made a choice, you're in the, we're always making choices. We're in the circumstances we're in because we made a choice <laughs> in the past. Here we are. And, um, and then, you know, sometimes life hands us beautiful miracles and we don't necessarily want them or we wish they were different, you know, still your life, you've shown up to it. All the choices you've made in the past have led you to this moment where this miracle, (laughs) right? Air quotes, um, has shown up for you. And so how you relate to the things that show up in your life and stop assuming they aren't there for a reason, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I didn't want this, so there must not be a reason. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, there's
2: probably some very powerful lesson you can learn within it. And it also gives you another opportunity to remember that you always have choice in the matter. And you can change it. You can, change even if it's just about changing your internal perception of it, right? Right. And your, your experience of it and uh because i keep i keep thinking about christy's situation right mm-hmm. and, and you know you you birth the son that you know can, just has challenge you know a physical yeah. challenge right and um and some people can be victim of that uh or some people can see the miracle in it and you might have to come to terms because that's not it's certainly not what we hope for we want a healthy child right we want everything perfect right, right? perfect children right. perfect perfect well you know what a blessing he's been i'm sure you would agree at this point right but yeah. it's we have to get to that point and the only way to get there in my my perspective is to change the perspective um and to choose it to choose that new perspective called this is okay right yeah and in yeah. the end i'm sure sh- you know permission to feel whatever you feel along the way because it's going to bring it's going to be the thing that is a catalyst for you to heal what you need to heal Mm. And and I think that's that's where we go with it.
0: It's good, good, good stuff. I um I love this, and I always bring the um uh to be honest with a a, a male perspective too when we talk about like emotions and stuff. And I know there's um a few episodes where we talk about you know male caregivers. Um, I, one of our episodes is hey guy. Uh, when I say hey fellows, it's mom. You know, and I <laughs> talk about you know. <laughs> um like i had the emergency caregiver come today because mom needed a shower i'm not doing that you know? <laughs> <laughs> you right know, kind of thing um and um but for um you know for us as guys and gentlemen that are in in this caregiving space um that it may be to whether it's a um a um, it could be a brother. It could be a sister. It could be, um, you know, in my case, yeah. my mom, or even even with with dad. Um, and then you're you're dealing with um, those, uh, as T D Jake says, emotions. You know, you're you're dealing with Yeah, I love that. You know, how do I relate and still um, be strong? Or you know, like you know, I should be tough. Or this shouldn't hurt this much. Or um, you know. Uh, those things for, um, and I'm just speaking up, up for like the guys out there that emotions yeah. as well, that you have to be able to feel those. And I, that's been something that um, I've, I've learned from you and one of my other friends, Sachiko, that she talks about, you know, going to, you have to feel it and, and not, um, avoid feeling.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I get it, men, you know, traditionally, right. Men, mm-hmm. men are, it's like we're somehow you guys are taught early on to shove it <laughs> like oh shove God. your feelings shut it off shut the tears off and um and the truth is is i have my own variation of be the strong one hold it all together Um, and it become, it came from my survival mechanisms, right? Uh, and not that I wasn't emotional and cried every so often for sure, probably daily, but Mm -hmm. it, but I was also, it's like how I had to like pull it, rein it in and like pull my, pull it up and go, you know, go be the strong one. And Mm so, you know, whether we're male or female, or you're pulling in what I would call what like masculine energy versus feminine energy. It's all choice to, to, mm. we are emotional beings. I don't care which way you we right. go. Right. Mm. Um, and if, if you are, you know, to speak to your point, you know, if mm. you're male and you've, and you've been trained your whole life to not show emotion and all that, it's a choice again, mm. it's a choice. Good. To, and and it's a belief system that says I'm not allowed to feel, because I'm a man. That's a belief. Right. That's, that's a thought you thought. The thought you thunk.
1: <laughs> and right.
2: then you believed it. Right. It's a thought you you took on. Um, so anyway, my point being is yes, you know the the hill to climb for you know men that have been raised that way, uh, maybe just a steeper hill to climb. But that's it's one I I believe. Um, the vulnerability and the emotional intelligence, uh, that we can instill in men or women that live in the masculine energy. Like I have mm-hmm. much of my life, um, is, uh, cause I had to show up strong for mm-hmm. the people around me. Then, um, that's the beautiful part of us being human. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I say to the men, find someone safe, Yep. to open up to, yep. right. Whether it's a mentorship or, you know, coach or a friend or whatever it is that doesn't have the judgment. There's no judgment in, mm-hmm. in the share, you know, in the receiving and holding the space for someone to say, this is how I feel. And I want to cry about it, you know, because the more you hold the emotional suppression in mm. the more problems you have.
1: Mm. Yeah. We definitely get right? internal illnesses.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially for men. Stop the heart attacks, people.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: you're holding yes. all that in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're trying so hard to hold it in. So it's that extra, it takes extra strength to hold it in where it's It's just so much easier to cry because I, I totally can relate to your strong story because so many people have said to me, oh, you're so strong. And I'm like, really? Because I cry like morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I cry every day. And just know, I cry every day. And I sit at and I would sit at his bedside every day yeah. you know what I mean like yes you still have to I don't want to say you have to do it you choose to do it and you Good. choose to do it being scared you choose to do it not knowing the unknown you choose to do it in all of the things that don't make any sense right yeah. you still are just choosing to be there and be with and you figure it out along the way yeah and so yeah a lot of I have a son an older you know my son's older brother and so uh-huh. yeah we we talked a lot around that and everyone has their own cycles of emotions and meltdowns and happiness and right. you know honey it's okay to be happy he's yeah your brother's having a, a bad day but don't take away your happiness like if yes. you're having a great day and the person in the house that's not doing so great isn't it's okay
2: yeah you get that, to be you. great point yeah yeah I Love that it, it, the. You know, it's interesting. I was just um, listening to some podcast or something, and someone said, "Was um, we're not really trained to be joyful and happy? Wow, we're yeah. not actually trained to to, wow. to be there and stay there. And yeah. you know, we're, we're it's almost like our our egoic self is conditioned to shut that down, shut that down because it's going to mean yeah. something about us. You know, um, so I love that you that you speak to that because um, mm. we, yeah, just because someone else is struggling. Uh, you know, and we can hold the space for them, but you have to, it's almost like lead by example, lead yeah. from joy, lead from, you know, the happy, happy energy. Because the more high vibration, that's a high, the, I call it a vibe, vibe thing, right? A high uh-huh. vibe. So it's like the yep. higher vibe you are, the more you can actually elevate someone else's. Right. Um, yes. But the moment you drop down to their vibe,
0: you can't, right. That's yeah, right.
2: You're, hmm. you're yes. hanging out in the wrong vibration. And what do you attract more of the same? So right. Yeah, it's uh, it's challenging because you know because we create all the stories around it. You know, it's like what does it mean yeah. for me to be happy and they're not? You know, and I can't fix it for them and all that. Mm. Um, so, really good point. Really good point. Ooh, that's, yeah. a nother, that's a whole other. That's <laughs> <laughs> a whole whole another
1: episode.
2: Yeah, but yeah,
1: and it's. I mean, it really is just a learning experience because, like you said, you have you have siblings, and you know, like I was the mom, and yeah, I. I didn't have to be obligated to take care of him. But how many moms would say, well, I should, because that's my child. And the severity of his illness, it was, it was a difficult choice. And I still chose to bring him home every time knowing that what my outcomes weren't great outcomes. Right. Yeah. And, and there are just so many different choices and then same with the, with the siblings. Yeah. And now that he's his own grown adult, he's, he's a lot on the lines, you know, to where your dad was, where he's like, I love you guys. And I don't want any of you taking care of me. <laughs> like,
2: Let me stand on my own. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and he's got his own then, things going on, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay to be in his space. And we, I, I've tried over the years to really, um, work on everyone gets to be where they need to be for that moment. Cause we're all in it together. Yeah. We're yeah. just not always all on the same page yeah right? right but we're all in the same book so we're on the same <laughs> ship
2: maybe not on the same floor
1: <laughs> that's right that's right. That's, yeah. right
2: that's great wow and i just i'll say this and you know um brave brave for me has has deep meaning you know being a brave master is about facing yourself it's about vulnerability it's about being willing to open yourself up emotionally and because that's who we are as Mm -hmm. human beings, male or female or, or in between. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the the bravest thing we can do is look here, look inward. Right. Yeah. And not blame everyone else not blame the circumstance, not, you know, be at the the victim of it all, you know, and, and, you know, we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, there's some heavy stuff going on and yet, how you choose to experience it is how you choose to experience it. Mm. So uh, and you know, I've, and there might be a wave to it, up and down, sideways, right and left, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's like the moment you stay brave and stay uh, connected to um, the, the work and your personal growth through all of it, then I think we just, we, we can thrive, you know, beyond the circumstance of it. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Wow. I
0: love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I love my Samurai. Anything else, Christy, that you want to ask or add?
1: Oh, my gosh. I, there's just so many good golden nuggets out of it. I love how you talk about the vulnerability because that is so incredibly true. And in my experience of learning it, like you're saying, holding on to that pain is a choice. And yep. and the for me, I'm like, what's the quickest way I can get through this, right? It's usually my mindset around it. And for me, I'm like, I just, I want to hit it face on because I want it to shorten the amount of struggle. Yeah, pull the band-aid
0: off. <laughs> I'm <laughs> right? like, don't
1: take it all slow. Just rip it. Let's deal with it. Yep. Let's move forward, you know, and and it, it is a process and it is a practice. So I'm yeah. so glad that you shared that because it's not something that you just do and, and it's done. It's, it's something that you do often. And Absolutely. It, and it is a practice. And it, it like with anything else, it gets – I don't want to say it gets easier. It gets – what's the word I'm looking for? There's a certain word, but mm-hmm. – because it, I mean my son, I dealt with that, his situation of hospitalizations for well over eighteen years where he lived yeah. in the hospital. So at those in those moments, I wasn't like it's just going to be done and over with, right? It's right. the roller coaster of emotions. And yeah, you just learn to roll with the punches, and it, it's not that the punches are less painful. yeah, you just you bounce back, there's a bounce back time, we call it.
2: Yeah, right. I call it the bounce back factor. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Right? Same thing. Yeah. Um, is how in that comes, like you said, from the practice, you know, because uh, so it's like how, how fast does the muscle contract, right? Yeah, when it, yeah. You aren't working out the muscle of, you know, of, of emotional resilience and, um, and emotional conditioning, then your bounce back factor is going to be really low you know, right. and you're you're going to avoid and you're going to jump into all the ego tricks and and there's power tricks, there's addictions, there's obsessive behavior, there's things that, yeah. you know, are going to take you down a whole nother road that is going to be just going to keep adding to the pain, right? So, yeah, um, yeah so I love that, that you anchored that. And I always say that, you know, be a student of life, but more importantly, be a practitioner of life. Yeah, right? don't just go read the book and and listen to this podcast go put mm-hmm. the tools in play you know right. go play the practice every day right yeah
0: that's that's good yeah making those making those um being aware i love what you you said some practical things it's like being aware yeah and then start really to ch- um, touching the feelings um uh, or or you know experience the feelings that uh, that's really helpful stuff that you can do right now how are you feeling and feel that and share that. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, yeah. And and then yeah. identify it for sure. Identify it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. This is and good. You want stuff. me to you want me to give you a link for the please, yes. And stuff. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I don't want to yes. leave it. Yes.
1: I'm like, I need it, yes. I <laughs> absolutely
2: <Yeah. laughs> want to know so, it. So there's two ways to get I'm going to give you the one I, I didn't mention the egoic archetypes, which is basically the four archetypes that house the ego tricks because i think this is the best way that you can get even more value out of my you know free resources so you take the quiz and you find out which one of the four that you are predominantly your ego predominantly behaves as um and then it'll it'll show you all of the tricks you, there's a download for all the tricks and the detachment method etc and um and so uh and it <laughs> i think Christie's a realist so go take the quiz and let me find out about I,
1: it. I will i, right. I will <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just based on what you told me. But um uh so bravemasters.com slash quiz. Very simple. Oh that's
1: Bravemasters dot
2: slash quiz. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Quiz slash. Yeah. 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 So if you take the little six question quiz, then you'll get you know, on the back end you'll see a page with the video to explain it. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and then you'll you'll uh, you'll be able to download the detachment method and all the tricks. You want to you want to know them all cuz we actually use all the archetypes at some point but yeah. we lean into one like it's kind of our go-to. So oh, absolutely. I'm going to
1: have my kids so. take it too.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, I had my my 15-year-old take it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps. It's a, it's a, and I love well, it was something I have my clients do eventually is because um, we obviously focus predominantly on them. Like, mm-hmm. which ego tricks are you using, and what are you, you like? What are the attachments, etc. But then I put them in an exercise for a couple of weeks or whatever. I'm like, now I want you to just observe. Don't don't call them out, mm-hmm. but just observe and see if you can recognize the trick in everyone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> right. And it's like, it's so funny because because our ego doesn't want to see that. Our ego's like okay, well I can look at myself, but then as soon as someone else is frustrated or angry or, or resentful, or, I'm like ego trick. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. got to be able to, you got to be able to watch human behavior to better understand how to be the best human you can be. So right, right. right. That's the fun game.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love, game. it.
2: I love it. I love it. I call wow. it the I Spy. I Spy the ego trick. <laughs> We're the ego trick guy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So oh, thank you well, so much, guys. This has been a, a, thank a you. I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, it's it's really great. So thank it, you. So we
1: always it. have a great time. I'm so glad you came on. You're just so full of knowledge.
2: Yeah,
0: this thank is been really, really, really good. So, wow. So, yay, we got it before the year.
2: Uh, <laughs> yay! I we made I it happen. Pulled the Band-Aid off.
0: <laughs> yep, let's make it happen. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, for our, our listening audience, um, we hope you enjoyed. And you want to definitely connect with Jenna um, you know, through bravemasters.com brave and uh, take the quiz slash quiz and get in touch with her if any kind of questions or anything. We will have this, all the information also posted on our site um, and, uh, in, and in our uh, all of our, our places. But you definitely, um, as you can just tell an experience, is a wealth of, not only knowledges, but keys to unlock things uh, that Jenna has, and she's uh, gifted at that. And it's just wonderful um, that she's uh, been on the on the podcast, and she's available to help you as well. And and as and as a caregiver, uh, this is also helpful. Um, and I love what you brought out, Jenna. Also that it. If it shows up here in the caretaking, it shows up in your yeah. job. Yeah, uh, it's not isolated. It's like-
1: Absolutely. How you do anything is how you do everything. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, this is, um, I was like, huh, yeah, okay, you open up this whole leather. Bond's
2: what- like, oh no. <laughs> I, <was> like, Wait, <laughs> oh. I have to look at myself. Yes. <laughs> and Am I-, I
1: shitting on myself again? <laughs> uh oh.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like I, I, and I love that being brave to look at ourselves because we are mostly we yeah. to, uh, blame everything else and everybody else yeah. instead reflect. of reflect. Let me yep. look at look at myself. So, well, yep. thank you everybody for joining us um, I, again, Jenna. Uh, thank you again. Um, exactly. and having this and it's always awesome and we'll have you on again uh, in the near future and we'll probably get a lot of requests and say hey so what
1: was that again
0: yeah what else do you
2: want what do you want me to dive deeper into I'll,
0: yeah I'll
1: absolutely that would be wonderful
0: yeah let us know and we'll 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 bring her back on and so so signing off everybody uh, remembering that um uh if this is happening for you and not to you and that we have permission to choose. Uh, I love that. It's going to be my anthem for the, the <laughs> month. Uh, yes. Choose. Uh, so, all right. Once again, Vaughn, the voice brander here with Miss Christy. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Have a Bye.